This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A diagnosis of Parkinson's disease affects the whole family from the time of diagnosis throughout the course of the disease. Adult children of someone with PD are often rightly concerned, and they can be very helpful, although possibly at times needing to tread lightly. I spoke with social worker Kelly Arney of Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville about how grown children can learn about the disease, become part of their parent's support team, and manage their relationship with their parent right from the start and throughout the changing course of the disease. I think one of the most important reasons to get involved early is that it's really hard for children to see changes in their parents, to see that vulnerability show up in their parents. And whether it's a tremor or some changes in their gait or balance, without education, children may unnecessarily worry. They may misunderstand the symptoms and, even worse, recommend harmful treatments. And we know that we can make it easy to get that information. Is there anything unique about the child's relationship and caring for a parent with PD? I think it can be important to remember that your family member's probably been dealing with some of the changes with Parkinson's disease for a while, and they have some coping mechanisms from their past that they are using. So it's difficult territory to manage as a child to know how to step in and be helped without feeling like you're trying to take over or give unnecessary information. Do the adult children find it stressful watching their parents in decline or trying to plan all these things that they think may come along? I think it can get quite overwhelming, and that's why it's so important to get involved early before the problems are causing challenges in quality of life and the ability of your parent to navigate their life, either physically or mentally, and reaching out to the Parkinson Foundation and getting some basic information on the disease and the disease process can really help in that process. Are there other good resources to learn about it and maybe even pass along to their parents? When you get involved early, there are great organizations. I mean, the Parkinson Foundation, I like that they have a helpline. They have booklets that have informational sheets that you can pull out to have conversations with your parent. The Michael J. Fox Foundation, the Davis Finney Foundation, everyone learns differently The information can be overwhelming, so looking in your own community, looking in your parents' community and seeing what resources, maybe attending a meeting, an exercise group, those are ways that 
might be more gentle to introduce your parent to great resources that can help them live their best life with Parkinson's. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. What are some of the most important tips about caring for a parent with Parkinson's? I think the most important tip is finding a way to get involved early. That is when your parent still has the opportunity to see a physical therapist, to see an occupational therapist, to get involved in exercise programs. The treatment for Parkinson's disease is dopamine replacement, but without exercise and awareness and movement, those medications may not be as effective. Many older people don't exercise at all. Is this kind of a revelation to them and also a little bit of a stumbling block to begin exercise? I call exercise one of those four-letter words. No one ever wants to hear it, and no one ever feels like they're doing enough or doing it right. So when we talk about exercise, I think it's better to think about staying connected in your daily life, whether it's getting out to go to the grocery, taking a walk. There's no sense in talking about exercise unless it's something someone is going to do. I will say that I find some of the Parkinson's exercise programs especially good because they also bring in the component of community. Support groups can be frightening, especially early in the disease, and sometimes joining one of the exercise programs. And we have very specific programs, Rocksteady Boxing, Dance for Parkinson's, And those you know that you're targeting those areas, you're going to be with other people that brings an energy and an excitement to the program. If a parent doesn't want to talk about their Parkinson's disease or their diagnosis, whether that they don't want to face it themselves or they don't want to burden their children, do you have any suggestions for bringing up the conversation? I think that's a great question. Every one of us know our parents, and sometimes we may be excited to jump in there and want to make plans for our parents, but being very sensitive to the way they want to handle this disease. It may mean that you reach out if there is a spouse or a partner involved, you may reach out to that person. If you are going to be the primary care partner for your adult parent, then maybe a baby step of trying to Find out if you can attend doctor's appointments. That way you can get on the chart so that 
with HIPAA compliance, you can contact the doctor if you need to. If something happened, you would have that access. And that may be an outing that you plan and you have lunch together and do it in a more gentle way rather than saying somebody needs to go to the doctor with you. But I would say getting someone to attend doctor's appointments is extremely important, even early on and establishing that. There's so much to learn. We all know Parkinson's varies with each person, and the only way that you're going to get that information to understand how it's affecting your loved one is to be present in those appointments. You had alluded to resources that are available, but most of those that we talked about are online. If a parent is not online, doesn't use a computer, how can they get some of the information you're talking about? That's where the Parkinson Foundation really steps up because they have the helpline. If you call that helpline, they can immediately let you know if there is a center of excellence in your parents' area and connect you directly. At Vanderbilt, that's frequently what I do, talk to children, talk to caregivers, and provide that personal touch. I can even meet with them individually, and that's a great resource that is sometimes very helpful for families. Is there ever a time that parents feel like their adult children are trying to control them, that they don't want to either face it or burden them? What would you suggest? Can somebody mediate or how do you go about making that connection? That's such a tricky question. Definitely, as a parent, we always feel like we're the parents and we want to keep taking care of our children. So again, I think when you do approach parents, pick up one of the books, call the helpline and get some concrete advice, especially if you have the specific difficulty that you're facing in talking with your parent, that could help. And mostly be gentle and listen. Listen to what your parent has to say, because some of the symptoms of Parkinson's can be misleading. You may see some difficulty in your parent navigating their cell phone, navigating a remote control, which seems so simple, but that is a very specific area of cognition that is challenged in Parkinson's disease. It has nothing to do with a global dementia, which is often the fear and why an adult child may jump in. So again, we get back to that first question of why getting resources and information early so that you don't overreact and that you do have resources at hand to address those challenges. Parkinson's is progressive, but each case is different in terms of symptoms or speed of progression, all sorts of things. So how can the child get a handle on what might be coming without fearing everything that could come? That's another tricky question. I think Parkinson's disease is a disease of uncertainties. And we saw with the pandemic how much we struggle with uncertainty. And that is what we are facing with Parkinson's disease. However, the way the parent adjusts to those changes the first couple of years can give the doctor some ideas about the type subset, the type of progression we're looking at. So again, being at a doctor's visit, making sure the pertinent information is being shared. Again, your parent may not see the significance of those changes in themselves because the good thing, Parkinson's is slowly progressing. The bad thing 
when something slowly progresses, we take it on and may not see how it's challenging us. So again, using I statements, Dad, I noticed that when you go up those stairs, you're having trouble rather than just observing that. But the way you introduce things to parents can help them hear it better. Are there other things that they should be looking for, you know, when they last have seen their parent to now something else comes up? What sort of signs are there that the disease may be progressing or they need help in certain domains? Certainly when a person begins to fall, if they are having falls, we're looking at some dangerous area. You may want to schedule a longer visit. A lot of times our visits happen around holidays or celebratory events. And with Parkinson's disease, when the adrenaline is flowing, patients can look very different at different times of the day. So if you can plan an overnight visit and an extended visit, you may get a better sense of what's really happening in the home. By the end of the day, their fatigue is going to set in and that will be a harder time. Timing these conversations, timing these visits can be also very significant. Besides physical signs, are there other things that they should be aware of, like mood changes and thinking and memory issues? Mood changes are an especial interest in mine. As a social worker, I want people to feel good. If you don't feel like doing things, it doesn't matter how well we treat your Parkinson's disease. You won't have that motivation. It does get tricky with a decreased movement. You may see changes in the face that suggest your parent is depressed. And again, conversations can help. Do you feel like doing things? Apathy is somewhat of a loss of interest, doesn't necessarily mean your parent is depressed. Mood changes have such an effect on quality of life that, yes, I would be looking for those. When you go to visit, are you able to get your parent out of the house and engage with things? Are they finding ways to adapt to the changes in their body so that they continue to do things they enjoy? The second part, I think, is most people... Their greatest fear is the area of cognition and the fear of what a dementia might look like. There are cognitive changes that we see in Parkinson's disease, but they have a limited effect. When you start seeing more significant changes, some confusion, if the parent isn't sure where they are, if your parent is seeing things that aren't there, that can be very alarming and you would want to bring to the attention of the doctor and get early intervention for those things. If the child lives some distance from the parent, I would think they'd probably be on edge at various times or all times that something might happen. Is there a way to line up local resources so if something happens, you already have a plan in place? As we get to the tail end of our baby boomer generation, you start to see more and more resources opening up. There are elder care advisors, there are elder care companies where you can, for a smaller monthly fee, have some oversight where if there was an emergency, someone would accompany your loved one. Those might be resources that you look in as a backup plan. Cell phones make that a little bit easier. Alarms 
going to visit different types of living facilities when you go to visit your loved one. But again, getting back to are there resources in your parents' community? Because if they get involved with other people through exercise or through support groups, then they will have more of a built-in support system. They will have someone to reach out to and be getting the education they need to adapt to changes. Anything interesting or important to add? I think Parkinson's disease is a really scary diagnosis. There's a lot of misunderstanding about Parkinson's disease. And I would want to say that we have so much hope. And even though there's not a cure for Parkinson's and everyone's first question is, when are we going to have a cure? We have so many great treatments. We know what the body's not producing enough of. And if we can get connected with patients and their families early and get them involved in exercise and involved with physical therapy that is specific to their disease process, we can help them adapt to those changes and live a very good quality of life and help empower them to know how to seek help when they do need it. Great. All useful, practical information. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.